You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cash the ticket. Final four is here, and don't do this. Don't do this. I heard your your deal on your show. The sport's not in some kind of calamity. It's not going to collapse on itself. It's going to be okay. Boo. Jim Costa, frowning Mike Valeni. <laughs> Captain Poopy Pay. Yeah, hey, welcome to the bit here. Hello, everybody. We will get to the games. FAU San Diego State. Wow. UConn Miami. Hold on a minute. Let me adjust. My, my denim's getting turgid. Uh, right. Okay. Can we deal with the sport at large, though? Because I heard what you said yesterday. You think we lack authenticity in college basketball and college football to a lesser extent. Well, I, okay. So for the people who aren't from Detroit or didn't hear it, it doesn't mean I hate either sport. It doesn't mean that it's all bad. No, I'm you just, love college sports. I do. And I just, like, I, I use the example Kansas State. Not just, not because they eliminated MSU. Not a single player on that team was recruited by Kansas State. Not one. <laughs> Not one. They all made their way there, though. Not even a fucking ball boy. Oh, here's the best part. Season ends. Yeah. Matsud, the kid who hit the 40-footer to advance them to the to the, the Sweet 16 matchup against State. Mm-hmm. And then the kid who buried State with the baseline jumper, he's in the transfer portal. He just fucking got there. He was one of the few holdovers, right? He just got there. Um, St. John's. Oh, look, I, I I can think Patino's a total scumbag, true, but a great coach, also true. He goes to St. John's, and I, I read the New York papers every day, and it's, he's already essentially told nine players on the roster, you don't have to go, you just can't stay here. It's like Deion Sanders of Colorado. Right. And he's already going to go. He's already into the portal. He's essentially going to have an entirely new team, except for Soriano, their center, who he's named team captain. None of those kids know a goddamn thing about St. John's. Um, football, we've talked about it. We saw what Mel Tucker did. We see what Dion's doing. We see what Lincoln Riley did, gutting the Oklahoma program and taking them up, taking them west. So yeah. All I'm saying is when we get to this Final Four, Miami's best players, not Hurricanes. Whether it's PAC, whether it's uh, Norchad O'Meara, all transfers. Whether it was K-State's run, San Diego State's best player is a transfer. Wasn't there last year, won't be there next year. All I view it as is a heightened one and done. Meaning the one and done used to be, Jim, can you believe this dude's going to Michigan? And we get to see him for a year, follow the mock drafts, and we know he's leaving, right? Yeah. But now, 
It's the whole fucking team. It's year to year. And I, I will tell you, I think it hurts the authenticity of what I'm watching, meaning we accepted one and done's as a piece, a fragment mm. of our team. But when it becomes the whole team, and the average fan has no clue year to year who even wears the uniform, I, it just, to me, I don't think it's helping the product. The product's bad, by the way. Like, we love college basketball, Tim. Is this really a good product? They're really good product. It's a year-to-year -year sport, football and basketball. So what you lose are guys who come in as freshmen and leave as seniors. And you is that what you mean by authenticity? You I lose mean, the connectivity to the team? Buddy, I mean a guy who comes in and is even there in a year. Forget so, about the senior and the fantasy and all that. But no. You, but you say, like, you know, these aren't hurricanes. Yeah, they are. These guys are wearing the jerseys, winning the games, cutting down the nets, going to the Final Four. Mike, I mean, maybe it's a deal with the toothpaste out of the tube because I don't think you can go back. You can't tell kids you can't mm. transfer. Mm. Coaches can leave whenever they want. I love that the players finally get a slice of that freedom where if they feel like they're not getting what they were promised in recruiting, they've been passed over on the depth chart. They got a sick family member. I don't need some waiver anymore. You just leave. You transfer. If there's a better opportunity for you and you're listening to this right now, what do you do? You take the job. You don't go, oh, well, sorry, I got to be loyal. You're right. We're losing some loyalty and maybe some of the, the yeah, fabric understand. of the sport. I am fine with players making money. I'm fine with players having a right to movement. What I'm saying is, and this was always the case, Jim. This isn't new. This is, we always knew if they didn't put some guardrails up, it would turn into chaos. I don't and, like chaos. And it is chaotic. But this I, I think what we need are guardrails. And unfortunately, the NCAA is like <laughs> the parent who doesn't want to be a parent anymore. Yeah, they're not going to do anything. They're not no oversight. Shit. And it's just, you know, for me, it's gone to circus land. So, like, next year, St. John's going to make tournament. Sure. But not a single one of those fucking players has got anything to do with St. John's. And it just turns into... What does into that mean? You have to grow up, like, in the shadow of the gymnasium for well, you to be a St. John's guy? No, I and mean... This is this is what your habit is. And as much as I like you, and as talented as I think you are, your habit is... You go full-blown extreme and have arguments with yourself uh, in the corner. I didn't say that. No, but I'm asking you what the essence that we're the losing The essence is. of a player is that you recruit them, and there are things about that school, that program, that system, that coach, that whatever it is. No, I'm not saying Bobby wants to be an engineer. Okay. I'm saying there has to be a level of draw, and then you go and you cut your teeth. There has to be an element of like, look, you, you were a really good broadcaster in college. Mm -hmm. You had to work your way up to get to a point where you were respected on campus and respected to do the better sports. Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea that the minute somebody doesn't get what they want, they, they leave. Or the handlers don't get what they want. See, that's especially troubling. It just I'm, I'm not saying that I think everything with the system is hunky-dory, peachy, keen. I, I don't share like any of the see, skepticism. but I want to see a middle ground. Okay, Players still deserve money. Players still deserve movement. But we need a middle ground. And it's like, you know what else I miss? You'll laugh. I think any coach with a brain is leaving. I miss the fact that the great coaches said, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. The best the best guy to do it was Jay Wright. Fuck this. I don't need this shit. I'll go make $6 million a year on CBS. They'll, they'll put me in a commercial where I'm on a, a, an iPad on wheels telling people how to coach. I don't need this shit. I don't need it. And I, I as a fan, listen. I love transfers. I always want to improve my team. I want Tom Izzo in the transfer portal. Yeah. But what I want 
are dudes that come in, learn the system, grow, and and you have a shot to like build something. I I can't do this so this I, way. I'm not trying to be adversarial. Look at what Michigan's going to do this year. They have two kids coming in. Two. Now, Hunter Dickinson is there because he can't leave. Right. But outside of that, not, Michigan fans aren't going to know who the fuck's on their team. Juwan has to flood the portal. Well, but so that's what I was going to tell you. I'm not trying to be adversarial. This is the world we live in. Ideals versus reality. Mm. It's a good way to put it. We are losing the connectivity. You used authenticity. I would say it's connectivity. We are losing the connectedness of the team, the players, the coaches. It's it's free agency every year. Yeah. The good part of that is, isn't free agency a super fun time as a sports fan? Like, don't people get geeked up for recruiting as is? It's like that on steroids. I think now. it's like ice cream. Now, you do have mm -hmm. to pay attention to it because there's a lot of moving parts. It's ice cream. Ice okay. cream's good. You have too much of it, you go into diabetic shock, okay. throw up, and end up in the hospital. I'm with you. I love ice cream. I just, I'm not allowed to have it or I'd be a disaster. My point is, free agency in the NFL is good, but you know what I like? You're a Lions fan, right? Yeah. You know Taylor Decker's on your team. Yeah, he's a cornerstone. Frank Ragnow on yeah. your team. You don't Hannah have cornerstones. DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Hey, J-Mo. Hey, Amon Ra. You build Jared off Goff, of it. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson. So you have this baseline where you go, look, I am a Lions fan and these people are Lions. Mm -hmm. Now, free agency, I want to add some people to that. Well, you, what yeah. we're losing in college is there are no baselines anymore. You're right. I, I'm not telling you I love it all. You want to talk about the games? A little, but I want to let you step to the... You're in the main stage at Mr. Olympia. You're oiled up and ready to rock. So I want to stay out of your way because I told you, I've got UConn on a future. I don't love either game, but you have strong thoughts. I respect the shit out of that. So why don't you take main stage on this? I mean, I... I did look up the FAU stat I referenced earlier in the week because I like the Owls. We'll start with that game. San Diego State minus a point and a half against mm. FAU. Low total, low scoring, close, competitive game. And if it's a snooze fest because you don't like mid-majors, fine. But it's the final four. And I think in a close game, mm. FAU 11-1 and one in games decided by five or less. They roll three guards who you can rely on. They got a seven-foot big. Vlad Goldest, right? And I'm... When you watch San Diego State, it's it's a tough watch. They do not get good shots off. No, it's a grind. So in a late-game situation, you're going to grant me close, low scoring. San Diego State's got to fight to get anything. Mm. FAU knows what to do, has been in this spot, and closes games out. I'll take a point-and-a-half cushion, your vitamins. Don't worry about money lines. Take the points. Take the owls. Well, I'll tell you right now, you're catching two-and-a-half. Hell yeah. So it's there. Perfect. One, that, that's nice little wiggle room. Late in the game, free throws. I would caution is, why is the number moving up when the majority of people are on FAU and the majority of money's on FAU? Wait, did that switch? Because early in the week, everybody yeah. was on. Okay. It is flipped. So it's balanced. So, yeah, it's it's about 60% split. 60-40, 60-40. I'm just throwing it out Again, there. I'm not going to be a, a slave to what the public yeah, bets. I think the thing that concerns me with FAU is they kind of whistled by the graveyard against K-State with 20 turnovers. But that's not who they are. I know. I know. But... If anything, it tells me you can win a game where you turn it over 21 times. In Kansas yeah. State, you'd say it's better than San Diego State, right? From a shot-making standpoint, yeah, they're a hell but, of a lot. But one of the worst shot-making teams left is, is San Diego. What I don't want to do is sound like bitter beer face Sparty. But, but you're going to? No, I would just say, like, we always gloss over the teams that don't do sexy things, and we act like they're not good. San Diego State's calling card is, we're going to lock you up. Yeah, they're great We're going to make you play in the 60s. So, what's K-State's calling card? We 
fun? Is fun a fucking calling card? No. I mean, maybe a Chuck E. Cheese, but like they don't rebound, they don't guard, they turn it over, and they rely on a four-foot point guard to hit 40-footers. Right. I would just tell you, what's the best singular? You have FAU half-court offense, yeah. FAU defense. San Diego State offense, San Diego State defense. You're going to tell me San Diego State's half-court defense is the best Would it be the best side? unit per se? Sure. I, I'm just saying I hesitate to bet into that, I, but I get where you're going. And look, I hate watching San Diego State play. I do. <laughs> so it would be a gift to you yeah. to not have them in the title. Yeah, game. I am going to be full disclosure to the people. I'm not touching this game. I'm really not. It will be it will be on, but I am not betting it. I am. You are the brave. OK, I respect it. I respect your sweatshirt today. Thank you. A little opening day fun. No, it's it's a good retro tiger sweatshirt. Excellent. I do have a little baseball off note. White too. Yeah, Not you know what? I agree. White. I agree. Why no cream sweatshirts? You can't wear white. No, white no stains one makes, immediately. It's always gray or black or navy. We Where's off white? Thank you. I just I can like we the start off the off white movement? Well, bring also, it back in it's vogue. It's also a great color for cars. For rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off-white is a beautiful selection. Just throwing it out there. Carry on. Second game. I want to stay on the beach. Make oh, this you're going Florida yeah, double. Yeah, that's right. That's me out there getting a tan this the weekend. Devil's number. Five and a half for Miami. It stayed at the devil's number. Everybody loves UConn. I assume everybody's betting UConn, if you want to pull up the latest uh, betting yeah, data. Yeah, and again, uh, it's it's 62% of tickets making 70% okay, of the so, money. So nothing, nothing crazy, but the number hasn't moved it's just flat this comes down to do you believe UConn's a wagon that's really what this comes down to if you believe they're a wagon they are fucking destroying people they're destroying people Gonzaga by 40 Arkansas by 30 uh, uh Iona by a zillion they, they're destroying people does it feel sustainable okay because what I want to do I'm is I want answer you that question and then you're going to call me a hypocrite okay yes okay because we went to Alabama's case and said they can't decapitate everybody. But part of that was their best player, Brandon Miller, wasn't playing like their best player. Right. And they had outside noise. Sure. And to UConn's credit, they're a deep team. Multiple plus scores. Couple guys scoring 16 a game. Sonogo is a problem. But Miami has the counter. Nor Chad or me. Right. And I looked at Miami. They got a bunch of guards. And they've played arguably the toughest route to get to the Final Four. There's nothing fraudulent about the Hurricanes. They beat a good Drake team. I'm sorry. Then they beat Indiana handily. Houston, a one seed, they they won by double digits. Yeah. And then Texas, they had to come back in that game and beat Texas down the stretch in crunch time. I'll just tell you one through seven. Nobody can hang with this, with UConn. When you look at Sonogo as this anchor, I mean, Sonogo is a monolith, but they complement him with Klingon, the other seven-footer. Yeah, the guy. Then you got Caravan, all right, who's this, this freshman forward, do-it-all, Knock it out. Your backcourt of Newton and Hawkins, elite. Elite. And then for fun, you're getting an Andre Jackson who's this big, That's my favorite guard. Guy. You like him? Yes, because he doesn't quite fit into the box. No. He does everything he for does them. a little everything. Yes. yes. It, it's Super almost, underrated, too. It's You know what you're... Okay. Here's who he reminds me of, and this is like a geek poll. But if you go back... Do you remember Otto Porter at Georgetown? Yes. Did a little of everything. Didn't fit. You go, he's not a post option. He's not a point. He's not a three-point guy. Like, Jackson can get into that free throw line, the lane area, distribute, raise up, 
he'll rebound. And then Calcaterra is a shooter. So like you're asking me, is it sustainable? All of these pieces, God, do they fucking fit. And when they play, they play a beautiful brand of basketball. They do. They're a fun watch. And if one guy doesn't show up, they've got another handful of guys. And that it's you the can inside still. out, Jim. Elite th- guards, elite bigs. I mean, that, that's old school turning cliche, right? Inside, outside, old school. Those are the teams that win. I think they're going to win the game. It's just the devil's number. It feels like our magnum opus is a podcast to say public loves UConn. They're the only brand left in the tournament. They're getting most of the money. Right. We've got the devil's number, the side nobody wants, not a traditional basketball school. It feels like the most us thing to do to back Miami and I don't feel like I'm forcing it. Miami's been the team that's proven it throughout the entire tournament. Yep. I, and look, I might be missing on an opportunity to middle because I've got yeah. that UConn future. But I, there is part of me where it's like I got myself in trouble in football season and early in college hoops when I didn't just accept things that are evident, where I try to get too cute yeah. and make a case. It's like... UConn might just be a fucking freight train and they might just not pummel, but like, dude, they can go to the final four, win a game by double digits. I don't think that that's a crazy idea. And here's the thing. Omir gets in foul trouble. What is their answer? The answer is they don't have an answer. So I, Jim, I'll give you all kinds of credit. I think you're gutty going with both dogs and people can make fun of me. I guys, I have that future. I want no part of this. Hey, real quick, I just pulled up Jackson's numbers, the do-it-all guy. Yeah. Second on the team in steals. First on the team in assists. Second on the team in rebounds. Dude, it's everywhere. He's a jackknife. Everywhere. He does it all. And that's the key. There's no one ball. Yeah, exactly. There's no one scoring option. And when the ball kicks, it doesn't matter who it goes to unless it's Sonogo. <laughs> yes, he hit a three against Iona. He can shoot a little bit. My point is everyone will raise up yeah. and shoot it. I just think they put a pressure on you for 40 minutes and it's hard to survive it. Well, and the other thing I, I should bring up, Miami's the worst defense left. And that does scare me a little bit against a team that's rolling. Yeah. But I thought that was going to get them tossed earlier in the tournament. Hi, Drake. And they, Hi. Play, they played defense against Houston. They defended their ass off against Houston, who was one of the best teams in the country. So I, we don't need to talk this game to death. No. Buddy, but where we got to be? That's, okay. okay. Relax. The content's free. If people are upset, they hit the little dude to do and go 30 seconds ahead. Okay. Go ahead, I like you're... Miami and, and Florida Atlantic. I wish you all the luck in the world. I think you're getting a UConn FAU final, and we'll tee that up next week. And I will tell you that'll draw a lower rating than Roseanne reruns. Sorry. You commented on my, my sweatshirt. I do have a little baseball note, but before we do that. Yeah, no, do the baseball note. What oh, do you got? Okay. I'm fascinated. You got a first five innings for the people? Uh, no. couple things. I like to bet first five innings and I like total bases, but that's for another day. Okay. I want to monitor totals early in the season. This is not me telling people go bet all the totals. You read my mind overs because of the the rules. And I don't feel like, and Mike, you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know how close you looked last April. These lines don't feel significantly inflated. These, these feel like the same kind of lines we got a year ago. Only one system, not a system, but performs like a system. Yeah. Two K two, three. So here are the rule changes. If you're not, Baseball savvy. Pitch clock, 15 seconds with nobody on base, 20 with people on base. No more shift. Now, if you want to go look at data, there have been a number of articles written. You can just Google. You you can find these. The, The lack of a shift in baseball on the infield side 
it has an impact on dozens and dozens of names you'd know. Joey Gallo, those type. Anywhere from 20 to 40 points on their average. Like Kyle Schwarber had a 30-point bump in average from being a 220 hitter to a 250 hitter. Bigger bases. Uh, you may laugh. I know people laugh, but easier to snag a base sure. with the new rules, which is you can only throw over twice. And if you throw over a third time and it's not successful, it's a balk, meaning runner granted base. Mm -hmm. Guys, I have to tell you, the stats out of spring training, which are not gospel, we basically saw between it was roughly 0.6 extra runs a game, a little over half a run a game. Now, I, I compare this to hockey last year where Kenny took advantage of the five and a halves, crushed overs, and ran with it. And the league really didn't catch up till late. This year, though, everything's been six and a half or more right. with, with few exceptions. You get two good defensive so teams. So the question would be, I'll give you an example. Yeah. When you look at a game like Phillies Rangers at 4.05 today, now we're not giving this out as a pick, and I don't know the episode will be out by then. But it's a six and a half on a board full of seven, seven and a halfs and eights. We can't be grabbing like I would never touch Pirates Reds eight. Eight. And that's by the way, it's gonna be sixty instancy bandbox. Right. No. But I think you're on to something with overs. Like an example, Rays, Tigers. Six and over a half. Over six and a half. It's in a dome. That's the other thing I wanted to say. Domes, warm weather, early in the year, yeah. line looks a little light, you Gardner. know. I almost said gardeners guardians mariners is a six and a half i think we monitor the six and a half yeah that might be a sweet spot i want to monitor low end six and a half and here's what else we'll do what monitor the highest total on the board each of this weekend and see how often they hit does it hit so today i think it's a nine i got it in front of me i got a hold on i want i'll take the highest of the high sides here. i think i know it it's it's the twins game i think has a nine I got eight and a half Orioles Red Sox. Yeah, that's the second highest. I think there's a nine. Hold if, on, I'm looking, buddy. You nailed it. Twins, Royals. Yeah. If you shop, you might find an eight and a half. The over juiced to your favor, plus 105. We'll monitor high side, yeah. low side, and let's see if there's any correlation between the rules changes and elevated runs. So the deal is we can't wait too long, though. If we see this out of the weekend in the first few days of next week. We're in here. Yeah, you'll be here next week. Yeah. Ready, ready baseball to, picks. Yeah. Keep and an eye on it. We got a Masters mega preview we're going to do, which is going to be an absolute shit show. I'm ready. I got to take clients to Vegas <laughs> for the Masters. It's going to be a good time. Evan's got a golf episode out already. Yes. You're going to drop some horse racing coming up. People yeah, are going to keep an um, eye out for that. we got two of the biggest derby preps this weekend, the Arkansas Derby and the Florida Derby, um, and I will try to knock out both. And I owe the people, because if you didn't miss the, if you missed the episode prior, um, look, I feel bad. I was under the weather this weekend, and I didn't record the episode I wanted to, but I texted Cookies and Evan, and I texted a couple of my buddies who love betting the ponies, and I said, look, guys, here's what I'm going to do. And I did a key box exactly using the five which was a horse named Disarm uh, down at the Louisiana Derby. And I said, I really like the six. And I'm throwing the favorite instant coffee out, and I grabbed another bomb, uh, the 10. And it went 6-5. And the exacta paid 96.50 on two bucks. So, yeah, I feel bad that you guys didn't get to share in that. And uh, I'll do but my you'll best. you'll make it right. I'll try. 
Dude, you know I'm not what? saying you're going to hand out a no. guaranteed winner, but you're going to no, give people stuff. No, it's we have stuff. lives in your I, life. I know. I just, it's the one time I didn't do it, and of course, I That's the one slam that one. Um, no, now on. The derby preps have done pretty good. I gave you the exacta at the Fountain of Youth, albeit it only paid 20 bucks, but that's 10 to 1. If I gave you plus 1,000 on any sports bet, you'd kiss oh, my celebrate. feet. Um, gave you the winner, Tapa Trice, at the Tampa Derby. I don't deserve any great shakes. He was <laughs> the favorite, but like... If I can throw out favorites who don't win and I give you the favorites when they do, I'm doing my job. Oh, it makes a big difference. I mean, you're getting people halfway there. Right. Um, I do. Again, it's gambling, not winning. You're not always going to win. And in horse racing, even more so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, I will get you two episodes this week, breaking them down, and we'll try to rifle one. I think the Florida Derby is going to be tough to get a price. It's a 10 or 11 horse field. I think five out of horses are tomato cans. <laughs> uh, Forte is back. Is and tomato can an official horse racing term? That's a, like like when uh, you know when like a heavyweight champ needs a tune-up fight yeah, exactly. and they put a fucking tomato can I, in I there. Know, like shit. there's five there's five horses in this fucking race. I go, they don't well, belong. Who let their pet loose? Like what are, what the fuck is this thing doing here? Why is there a Rottweiler in the field? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what? There's four ostriches at the Florida Derby this weekend. But on the on the note of horse racing, I think mm. this would be a fun way to wrap up this episode because mm. you you are trying to get me into horse racing. And some of it is the gambling and the juice and the excitement, but it's also going to the track and making a weekend of it. Yes. Boys trips, that type of deal. Do you have like the best ones to go on? Can we go through some of these for people? Sure. Um, all right. Here's what I'll do. I will give you three. And I know in the comments, there'll be a fourth. I'm not throwing Del Mar in here. Because a boys weekend in San Diego, when our audience is Midwestern based, that's a little much to pull off. A little unattainable. Yeah, well, it's the time change. It's getting four or five guys to go to San Diego. I, bachelor party, you can do it. We can make that happen. Okay. I'll give you three. So let's start out with the most drivable for our Detroit audience. Keeneland. It's open. It's is Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah where University of Kentucky is, um, hard of the bourbon trail, hard of horse country. There you go. And it's a great elevated college town. Great bars, great restaurants. I'll give you a few of those. Keeneland is open October and April. That's it. Why? Because they don't need to be open anymore. You're talking Kentucky limestone, perfect landscaping, old fucking money. Old fucking money. Now, it's both ends of the spectrum at Keeneland. People tailgate at Keeneland. You go up the hill, people are parked, beer pong tables are out. You'll see sororities and frats. You'll see bachelor parties. And then you'll see dudes looking like Colonel Sanders walking into the fucking clubhouse. And Keeneland is one of the only tracks in America that still has a mandatory, in a couple of the elevated rooms, mandatory jacket and tie. And if you don't have a tie, they will lend you one for a low charge of like 40 bucks. Okay. But you're, you're asked putting so a tie it's, it's jacket and tie. Yeah. Because a lot of places have just gone, we're out with the ties. Ties yeah. aren't in anymore. Yeah. But and, this and, is old school. No, and, and I'll be honest, Saratoga has gotten lax on some of their stuff. It used to be that way. Okay. Um, but Keeneland, you can do it any way you want. You can do the elevated, suited and booted. You can do it in a Randy Macho tank top. Yeah. yeah you can go crazy. Um, what's great is, Five minutes to the track from downtown. It's not in the in the boonies. Okay. Lexington is kick-ass. 
Lexington, if you went to University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, you went to Michigan State, East Lansing, you went to Ohio State, Columbus, I think Lexington blows them all out of the water. Really? Yeah, dude. It's elevated because you got to remember, you've got the Bourbon Trail basically ends at Lexington. You've got Epicenter. Keeneland is a sales company and a horse uh, track, but Keeneland's the epicenter of the mega farms. So the farms that are like, think of like Budweiser, think of like um, Bentley, Mercedes, these big brands, the mega farms, Lane's End, Claiborne, um, uh, uh, Calumet, all of these mega farms are right there it's surrounding it. They all own all the land. So money's there. But unbelievable bars, great rooftops, two great restaurants if you do boys weekend, two. There's one right across the street from Rupp Arena. So it's called Tony's Steak and Seafood. Absolutely fabulous. I'm making a face because seafood in the middle of the country is maybe I know, not. It sounds like, crazy. I know. And the funny part is I've never ordered it. I'm you always just get the steak. I'm always steak. Always steak, and they do an unbelievable baked potato. Um, great cocktails. And the other one, fantastic Italian food, a place called Frank and Dino's. Now it's white tablecloth. Waiters and waitresses wear jeans, white dress shirt, not too Okay, stuffy. so it's not too pretentious. Right. It, it, it brings it together. Great live music. They play Rat Pack, great stuff. Baseball, Mitt, Veal, Parm. Okay. Because I think you're you right. You know what that means? No. What does that mean? Open your baseball, Mitt. Yeah. That's how big the Veal Parm is. I got a picture on my phone. No, but that's, I think that's the line you have to hit as an Italian place. There's certainly like a, a market for the very elevated. Oh, that's not so, what Italian food is. No, but I was just going to yeah. say, it, it should be yeah. approachable to an yeah. extent. It should have a flavor to it, yeah. but it should be approachable. But you take the boys out to a nice dinner, big day of racing. Um, you can do the bourbon trail. So Maker's Mark, free. Woodford Reserve, free. Woodford's like. When you say free, like. Free. Like you could taste. You, you go, go and there's free tours. You can pay for more elevated tours, but even then it's like 20 bucks. Oh, so affordable. Woodford Reserve is kick-ass because they have a main house that has like this huge wraparound porch. So you can grab a cocktail, go sit out on the porch. They'll take you on a full tour, sign up. You can go into the rack room. And like when you open the, you know, when you go on a bourbon tour, like it smells like Willy Wonka's candy factory <laughs> because of the evaporation into the air. Yeah. It's all the sugar, but you can, you can do couple bourbon distilleries by day, go out to a great dinner, hit the bars, tons of great cocktail bars, bourbon bars. Do your Keeneland on Saturday. Uh, I would recommend Bluegrass Weekend, which is April 8th. That's the big Kentucky Derby prep. Huge weekend. It's like a fucking celebration. And then, uh, yeah, have a dinner, drive home Sunday. Keeneland, badass. Yeah, what's the second one here? A little further out. I'm partial to Saratoga. You could still drive it. Nine hours from Detroit. So you have it memorized. I'm from, well, I'm, that's, it's, I'm, you've from made it 20 minutes every down year. The road. You make the trip. Yeah. Saratoga is awesome. Um, it's still the same. It's the oldest sporting venue in the United States. Um, I mean, it's been open since 1863. It is a wood grandstand. It is the history. It is the town is built around the track. You're in a forest. So it's not a small venue. The picnic area, oak trees everywhere, televisions up in the trees. You get there in, in the morning, 
You do the running of the bulls to get a picnic table. You're allowed to bring your own cooler, your own food, your own booze. Bring whatever you Again, like. It's not pretentious. Pay five bucks to get in. See, that's you and the boys wear whatever you want as long as you're clothed. Um, and you're at your picnic table. You're partying. You're doing your thing. You're betting the races. And Saratoga's connectivity. You can walk the entire grounds. The horses walk right by the picnic area. It's how I fell in love with it. The jockeys. They're doing autographs on their way into the paddock. And there's a magic to it. There's a food vendor row, food trucks, all kinds of crazy shit. You can go into the grandstand if you want to feel like you're at a game. There's the back porch, which is a patio of, that overlooks the track, open air. Now you have to have to wear a little, little something nicer, nothing yeah. crazy. Uh, they have what's called the 1863 Club. They built this a couple of years ago. First air-conditioned building at Saratoga ever. Main floor. TVs everywhere, air conditioned, buffet. Then there's the founder's room on floor two, which is bouge bouge, connected to the owner's boxes over a bridge. You can do whatever you want, but bars are open at 4 a.m., great restaurants, places to shop if it's a wives weekend, mm -hmm. whatever you like. And I mean, restaurants for fucking days. Like there's a place there, zero bullshit. The best Italian food I've had anywhere in my life any any travels that includes every great Italian restaurant in New York City, Boston, Chicago, Miami, L.A., any of the places I've ever gone. It's called Salivo. It's a family from Connecticut who owns it. Daughter works the front of the house. Dad cooks. I'm talking family, family. Yeah, like this place has taken over the Saratoga scene like you wouldn't believe. They're, they put people out of business. Jimmy, it's unbelievable. What's like the dish? Or is it like you, you do something different every time? You could close your eyes, throw the menu up in the fucking air, and just say, bring me what you, bring whatever you want. It's unbelievable. And the, that's where, uh, I, I don't, I will just tell you, I've seen some celebrities there having a real good time. I, I don't, I don't want to, that's, yeah, that gets in. I don't, don't want to name, yeah. But there, there would be people many of you would recognize in the sports world, and we'll just leave it alone. The point is, you, you, you take the boys out. You have a big day at the track. Well, great. Let's say you Airbnb to house. Go home, jump in a pool, grill, order some Chinese food if you want to be lazy, or you're suited and booted. And we're going out. out for tonight. Uh, and, a, and there's bars till four, after hours, till the sun comes up. It's all fucking there. Saratoga's the best. What's best. like the peak? Because again, this, these are derby prep. Saratoga is only open July 15th through Labor Day weekend. Oh, so this is not like a pre-derby deal. Mm -mm. This is its own Saratoga shebang. Saratoga hosts the summer derby. Yeah, because you always, now connecting the dots, you go before football season. It's my last vestige of having a life. I just, I didn't want to gloss over something. Mm. People get autographs from the jockeys? Yeah. Like, are, are they like covet, like, do people I mean, covet jockey? Because I just, I, you know what it's more for? I, I don't want to sound ignorant, but that seems like silly to me. Yeah, but it's, you are know, these it's, jockeys like well-renowned? Like yeah. normally the horses are the stars, right? Yeah, but the, it's more for the kids, okay. to be honest. Like, hey, like that guy is who dad bet on. Okay. But no, the jocks are. I mean, there's a Hall of Fame and, you know, look, New York has a horse racing culture where you know these names. Okay. Um, now again. More for the kids. It's more of a thrill. No, I just like, didn't want to let it slip because it popped in my head. Yeah, I'm you're on a riff. I wanted to hear all the. And if you're asking, stuff. no, I've never gotten an autograph. I, don't, I, I, wouldn't, I, don't, I wouldn't expect. I don't give you to be the type. Um, hey, Mister, uh, you did a great job riding the horse. I rad. Great job at the fourth. <laughs> no, that is not me. So the last one, 
would be Gulfstream Park. I just think Guys Weekend or Wives Weekend, that Fort Lauderdale-Miami corridor is prime. It's just prime. Or like as my buddy Milo says, who's British, it's different gravy. Um, <laughs> I can't do a British accent, but man, when he, when he says shit like that, I crack up. But my, my point is... I'm pulling up photos of this thing. Of what? Gulfstream Park. Oh, Gulfstream's great. Gulfstream is what you would consider a modern track. Um, it is built into an outdoor mall. Yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I can see. It's yeah. like so a cathedral. The Stronich Group are the people that own it, and they took a modern approach to it. So it's a small track, Jim. Small grandstand, small facility. Um, but it has the bars and restaurants attached. It has the casino It's like all built in. Yeah. And the paddock area, which is that pre-race where horse, owner, trainer, that is actually built into the epicenter of the track and the second floor overlooks it. And you look down here, I'll, I'll show you something here just so we can speak to it. Well, yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to give you a little, idea. Well, because this is part of the deal here is, is turning this into not just something you wager on. But something that becomes an experience. Right. It has to be experienced. Like when you were talking about Saratoga, I started getting vibes of like, you're talking like old, like the charm. I, I think of like when I went to Madison and watched a Wisconsin football game, like some of these college yeah. football, they turn into trips, right? Well, you go with your friends. Yes, that's college football. The, yeah, that, that's like the closest comparable I have as I try to translate like how you're feeling or how you share it because yeah. that's how I picture it. It's like, hey, this is kind of frozen in time, yep. charm. Right, whereas Gulfstream... Faster pace. Um, you go, uh, you can stay in Fort Lauderdale, which has like from a party vibe, younger, a little bit more New Orleans-y, a little bit more tank top and like pit viper shades. Or you can do the Miami thing. And I think we all know what Miami entails. So I need to show you this photo. This is obviously not a horse racing event, but they did a New Year's Eve there. Yeah, this this looks like Miami, does it? does. It does. <laughs> they got like strobe lights crazy, and they yeah. get after it. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> but no, you go down there, uh, you pick your spot. You want you want Fort Lauderdale, obviously North Beach. You've got Aventura, Bal Harbor, a little bit of an older crowd, all the way down to South Beach. God bless if you go down there during spring break, you're on your own. My point is... Tracks kick ass. They got a great venue there called Ten Palms, second floor. It's this massive restaurant. You get you, you and the boys a table. Great food program on big days. They do really good food, and it's included with your ticket. Um, drinks, bedding, awesome. Get out of there. There's a Michael Mina restaurant right near there, bourbon steak. Um, now, you, I'll tell you what. You know what a fun night for the guys is? If you just want to fucking people watch. If you ever wanted to board a spaceship filled with the cast of Jersey Shore, there is a place in Fort Lauderdale called Cafe Martirano. Jimmy, you feel like you are in an episode of a reality TV show. Now, the food is A+, and I need you to remember that because everything else I'm about to say is fucking banana land. You are going to see the chef... Also DJs after 10 o'clock. <laughs> he's got fucking headphones on with his right hand and he's plating ZD with his left. And they're playing Goodfellas and Godfather on all the screens. And they're playing music like it's 1995. It is a spaceship. Everyone who walks through the door looks like they belong in a movie. 
and generally one that involves mafia. You have 70-year-olds bringing in 30-year-old girlfriends. You have dudes who you know go by the name of Juicy Joe. You have the loudest dress shirts in the world. You got fake tits everywhere. I mean, it's chaos. <laughs> so, it's fucking chaos. So you, so I'm picturing you. You just get like a little table on the side and Bro. you just take it in. I'm there for the food and for the fucking people watching. That is a place where literally every other word out of your mouth is, did you just fucking see that? Like, hold on. I got a video from the last time I was there. This I is mean, great. Dude, the place is fucking chaos. It's absolute <laughs> bedlam. No, it is. Hold on. Hold on. Here. Here, here we go. There's after 10 oh, o'clock. Like, like little lights going around. Bro, the strobe lights. Meanwhile, you're eating the best chicken parm you've ever had in your life. It is fucking bananas I, now again you do it as an experience to right go, what did i just enter and yeah. what did i just leave when you walk out of this place the valet at this place it is outer space forget about bmws and mercedes we're talking rolls royce lambo ferrari fucking brand i've never heard of ufo rolls royce maybach Jim, it, it is experiential. And for a guy, middle America, you, you bring your friends there. That's a night to remember forever. forever. And I promise you, I'm not shitting on anybody. The yeah. food, fucking electric. The best part, the waiters come out, no substitutions. Don't break our balls. As is. As is. They have an iPad. Here's you your menu. And they go, here's what else we got. They show you the pictures. All right, what do you feel like? Be on your game. This is great. There's fucking chaos, but it's it's awesome. It's just a fun, like, who are these people? Like, definitely a place. I guarantee you Robert Kraft goes there. 85-year-old dating a 28-year-old rocket, like Mick Jagger type shit. Sure. The, 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 the silk dress shirts, it's fucking hilarious. It's unreal. Uh, I love what you gave us. You gave us three stops. Yeah. All a little different. All different. All experiential. And the this is what's beautiful about horse racing is imagine the NFL 365 days a year. Every town in the NFL is different. Sure. But the venues are kind of homogenized. Yeah. Horse racing, it's all different. Well, that's the college aspect, right? Yes. College football. Yes. It's college football 365. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's just, dude, it's, it's, oh my God, it's fucking. Yeah, I wish people could see like the smile on your face as you talk about this. Because, you stuff. know what? It's, it's just, I don't know, man. People are just wild. As I get older, you just look at people and you're like, who are you? But you know what? Fuck it. You're wearing sunglasses while you're eating veal. I, I think that's fucked you up. You do, you. YOLO. I, it's a place you go and you just go, oh, look at this fucking guy. Oh, look at this. Holy shit. Jim. And it is an experience. That's all I can tell you. So there's your three boys trips. Okay. And they all are convertible to couples trips. Sure. It is not exclusive. Just throwing it but out. But it's how you take that horse racing to the next level. That is all. Okay. All right. Anything else we got? No, that's it. I'll get you to horse racing picks and we'll, uh, we'll party. So we'll notifications on. Make sure you've got the notifications on. Rate, review, subscribe. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. Next week, we'll squeeze out a mailbag. Boom, boom. We'll make sure to mix in the Masters, Megapod, uh, Sir Puxalot's dropping a couple picks. If you haven't seen them already today, we'll monitor the baseball overs and the national title game. 
Busy week. Bang. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 